0: Podcasts.
1: All right, Sal Capaccio, Matt Bove. It's always game day in Buffalo. By the way, you can subscribe to this podcast and get the latest episode downloaded right wherever you pod. Apple iTunes, Spotify, Odyssey app, Google uh, Podcasts, wherever it is. You can listen to us however you want, whenever you want. And we always have all of our segments broken down into three different segments. So if you don't have time for the entire episode Mm -hmm. and there is some sort of segment you want to listen to, we can do that too. We thank you for doing that and downloading, subscribing, and giving us a nice review and a five-star rating. Bills at Chiefs. What's the biggest key for the Bills defense? We know they don't have that Tyreek Hill anymore.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. What do you have to do to try and at least slow down the Kansas City Chiefs, Matt?
0: Just need to get your pass rush home. I think that's why the Raiders were able to hang in with the Chiefs the other day. That's why they went up. I mean, the Chiefs offensive line is a really good offensive line, but they've had a couple areas where they have been susceptible, where they've been able to get beaten. So I think for the Bills, at least defensively, I'm anticipating they probably play a lot of zone. They they rush their normal amount of guys, and they just hope that they can get home. I I think the Bills you don't play man against Patrick Mahomes. That just seems like a bad recipe. So with the way the bills line is constructed, you've got guys who you think if you're rushing for, you can still be able to create some pressure. So I think it really comes down to favorable matchups with the line, hoping that Von Miller can do what Von Miller is supposed to do, hoping that maybe Von Miller creates so much attention that your other guys like Ed Oliver, Jordan Phillips, AJ Epinesa, Greg Rousseau, maybe some of those guys can get home. Keep in mind, by the way, Greg Rousseau had an outstanding game against the Chiefs last year in the regular season. He had that interception that was defend, or, you know, he flipped it up in the air it hit his hands then he caught it. I think he also had a sack in that game. So Greg Rousseau could have a nice day. The Chiefs are really good but it's about pressuring Patrick Mahomes. Even like I remember in the off season, Orlando Brown, their tackle wanted all of this money and they didn't know what they were going to do with him. And he struggled at times this year. That was one of the things that our Kansas city reporter told me today. It was like, Orlando Brown's kind of a question mark. And if he can't keep up with Von Miller or AJ Epinesa or Greg Rousseau, you can get some favorable matchups. Anybody who watched the chiefs and the Raiders the other night, that's the blueprint. It's just, Create chaos on the line and he's so special because what he can do when he's outside of the pocket and the magic that he can make, but you can't do that every play that happens sparingly. So you like your chances if you can make him, you know, rush throws or make off balance throws and do all that stuff.
1: Isn't it kind of the perfect like storm of, I don't know if you want to say perfect storm. It really is. So like, here's the deal. The bills don't really want to blitz, right? That's just not what they want to do. They want to get home with four. That's why they've been in search of here for the last several years, you know, a guy like Von Miller and trying to develop Greg Rousseau. Like, they want to get home with four. They don't want to blitz. They have not blitzed much this year at all. They won a couple of games without blitzing at all, basically. I think one in one game and zero in another game, whatever. And on top of that, it is kind of how you want to play Patrick Mahomes, and this Chiefs offense would just keep everything in front of you. Don't blitz Mahomes. You don't want to give him a chance to kind of pick you apart that way. So I think I I agree with you. I mean, this is what the bills are going to do, right? They're going to try and get home with their front four, but the key is getting home. I think you really have to concentrate on Travis Kelsey though. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. this is a guy that, excuse me, had four touchdowns on Monday night against the Raiders. We know, I mean, he's going to go into the hall of fame someday. He's one of the greatest tight ends to ever play the game. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: What I find fascinating though, is the fact that I think Taryn Johnson's going to match up with him. And I say that Matt, because that's what they did against Mark Andrews. Yeah. Terren Johnson giving up all that size to tight end Mark Andrews. And yet they still basically kept him on the field and said, You go get him. That's your guy. He did that. Now it could be somebody else in certain plays, you know, in the slot, but Taron Johnson had that task. And we know Matt Milano will a little bit. We know Jordan Poyer might. We'll get to him in a second. But I think I find it fascinating that if Taryn Johnson has to face Travis Kelsey and they're going to leave him there and say, Go do it like you did on Mark Andrews, how that looks because He held Mark Andrews to two catches.
0: Yeah. So I'm looking back at the two games from last year, and I know the offenses are different, but do you remember the type of production Travis Kelsey had in those two games? I don't think he did that much, to be honest with you. Okay. So the first game, you're right in the game that they won. The final score was 38 to 20. He did have a touchdown, But he only had six catches for fifty-seven yards. Okay. I think the Bills would sign up for that stat line right now if they could for Travis Kelsey.
1: And of course, red zone, he's just even more of a beast. Yeah, he's
0: unbelievable. In the playoff game, he caught the touchdown that won them the game in overtime, but he had eight catches for ninety-six yards. So he made two massive plays in that game. He had the touchdown and overtime and he had the play that got them into field goal range to tie it late. But when you take away those two plays and I'm not saying like you just wipe them off the board, he still made the plays. He deserves the credit for them, but in your typical regulation time, The Bills did a fairly good job containing him. Travis Kelsey is one of those players. You are not stopping him. You need to just come to terms with the fact that you will not cancel him out no matter who you put on him. It's you are trying to limit his production because if you go into this game and Travis Kelsey gets 13 catches for 165 yards and a touchdown or two touchdowns, you probably aren't going to win. But if you can contain him a little bit, I think you trust your defensive line. And I think you trust your other players on defense to be able to shut down the other weapons that they have, because this is the most oversimple way of explaining it. But the chiefs lost one of their best players in the off in in Tyreek Hill and the bills got one of their new best players in the off season Von Miller. So when you think of it very simply that way, you would think there's an opportunity for the Bills here. Vegas also thinks so. First time Mahomes has ever been a home underdog, and it's against the Bills this weekend. Pretty
1: amazing when you think about that. Mm -hmm. You know, you're talking about, you know, without Tyree Kill. Some people have said that, you know, even in Kansas City, the offense is better now without Tyree Kill. And the numbers do bear it out. They are the number one scoring team in the league. The Bills are number two, by the way. The only two teams have scored over 30 points. But I have to be honest with you, man. I watch them, and I still think there's something missing. I think there's that deep... Quick strike element, they can still do it, but not as quickly as efficiently, or just kind of automatic, if you will. Sometimes, like they had Tyree Kill, and they do work a little bit more. But Mahomes spreads it around. He has so many weapons, and Clyde Edwards, you out of the backfield. Uh, now they have Isaiah Pacheco, who's playing yeah. obviously. They still uh, got McKinnon.
0: They still got McKinnon. They got McCole Hardman. You know, Juju Smith Schuster. Yep. Right. I mean, Sky Moore. Now, you know, he's got a lot of different guys.
1: Jordan Poyer becomes huge in this game, and. Yep. He missed last week's game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. He missed a couple of weeks before that against the Miami Dolphins and sandwiched in between, by the way, he had, he changed the game and won it for the bills in Baltimore. I mean, that's how good he is. Yep. Here's a stat for you. Pretty amazing. Jordan Poyer, despite missing two games, two full games, leads the NFL by himself in interceptions with four yeah. and is tied for fourth in the entire league with six passes, defended six pass breakups. Unbelievable. He is
0: playing. I, I at better than a first-team All-Pro level. I don't know what else to say and how to say that. And I think when you pair him with Demar Hamlin, like mm-hmm. Micah Hyde, they they wish they had Micah Hyde. We're going to say that every single week, no doubt. They would do anything to have Micah Hyde back. But Demar Hamlin looked really good against the Steelers. Now looking really good against the Steelers and looking really good against the Chiefs is a very different thing, but. I trust their secondary a lot more than I thought I would when we were going back to that dolphins game. And we were like, okay, well, they're without Hyde and you don't know what's going to happen with Elam and with Dane Jackson. Now I will say Elam did kind of get taken advantage of against the Steelers. They targeted him a lot. He did make the interception. That was a nice play. I think he allowed like 10 catches for 126 yards on 13 passes thrown his way. That's not very good. So I think the Chiefs are going to see that and they're going to try and do a lot of similar things. That's the area of concern if you're a Bills fan. The area that's good news that we haven't even talked about yet is Trey White was practicing today. Yeah, that's we right. We're recording this on Wednesday. We saw Trey White for the first time on a practice field earlier today. It's amazing. And Christian Benford, by the way. He's back out there mm-hmm. after
1: heard after breaking his hand. And uh, Tremaine Edmonds. you think about all the guys they could be getting back in this game, especially yes. the defensive side. Obviously that could be really, really big for this game. So yeah, Tredavious white back on the field. And that presents, I don't know, Matt, I don't want to call it a problem, right? But at some point the bills are going to have to figure out what to do with all of these guys in the secondary. And I mean, basically a corner mostly, but Tredavious white, Dane Jackson, Kyer Elam, Christian Benford, uh, there's only going to be, you know, two starting spots And you're going to have to now there's nothing wrong with having great backups. That's perfectly Mm -hmm. fine, but it is interesting that they're going to have to start making some decisions here when they do have Tredavious white finally play. And by the way, so everybody knows that means Tredavious White's clock. If you will, started ticking the bills have until November 2nd to put him on the active roster, which I'm sure they're going to do between now and then probably even before the green Bay game. I would say
0: that's what I'm thinking too. It's a good problem to have. I would think that Trey is out there pretty much every play unless you're ahead by a lot because you want to ease him as much as you can. And you honestly have the luxury of easing him, especially if your young guys are playing fairly well. I would think right now, if you were in like a must win game, they would go to Trey and Dane Jackson. That being said, I think Elam will get a lot of opportunities because of what they use to get him a first round pick, the skill set that he has. And that's why I think he'll kind of be the guy who comes in off the bench a little bit and gets more snaps than Benford. And then you really like Benford as just your backup option. Almost like Dane Jackson was with Levi Wallace there. Like they liked Dane Jackson. They didn't need to use him until Trey went down. I think now they've just got that extra body and oh, who, by the way, maybe Rhodes comes back at some point maybe they maybe he doesn't but i think if you've already got him in the building keep him around especially if these injuries start to happen again so
1: let's talk about the offensive side as we yep. uh, move on and talk about the chiefs and the bills. They will take each they will play each other uh, in Kansas city. Once again on Sunday at 4 25 PM, 3 25 PM local time, by the way, 4 25 PM kickoff. You like that? You like the 4 25 PM kickoff window here for this game. It's a nationally televised four twenty five game. It's on CBS Nance Romo and Tracy Wolfson again.
0: I love it. I love the 425 game. I know there are a lot of people who don't. A lot of people would much prefer to have it as a standalone 820 game or Monday night football game. But I really love those 425 kickoffs. I think it's the perfect time for a game. All right. Let's talk about the offense for the Buffalo
1: Bills going against the Kansas City Chiefs.